You're listening to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, and my goal is to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Okay, welcome back to the podcast. Last week, we were having some less than ideal air quality here, and it definitely got me thinking about a lot of things. I always want to be showing up for you guys and creating content that is going to be helpful and applicable and actionable steps that you can take. So when all that stuff was happening, I got thinking of, okay, what's what's a podcast episode that I can talk about or something that I can bring to this audience to, you know, continue to improve your health. And especially with a lot of the air quality stuff that's been happening, I really resonated towards tips on reducing overall toxic burden. And, and specifically, I really want to focus on things that we can add in. And it's not as much just throw everything out that you own. Um, I am going to talk about things that we can add more of into our lifestyle to just naturally reduce our toxic burden. And inherently, when we add a lot of good stuff in, that will hopefully help to minimize stuff that we don't want to have as much in our lifestyle. And so in our lifestyle, toxic burden can come from so many things. It can come from unwanted additives in our food. It can come from things in our environment, air quality, pollution, uh, and environmental chemicals, things like fragrances, cleaning products, all those different types of things. Um, and and I would even include that toxic burden is self-talk. Um, a lot of people talk to themselves worse than they would ever talk to their friend, their husband, their mom, their kids. We say horrible things to ourselves, And I, in my opinion, firmly believe that that contributes to overall toxic burden because our body internalizes every single thought that we have. So um, in terms of things that we can do, tangible, actionable steps, because that's what I'm all about on reducing overall toxic burden. And I want to first focus on the things that we can be adding. So because again, when we add that naturally just minimizes maybe some things that we don't want to have in there. So if we are adding more whole food based options, more seasonal fruits, more, um, high quality protein. That's obvious. We're going to feel a lot more satiated, more high quality fats, good seasonal carbs that our body does well with. Obviously we're going to minimize things that could be coming from a package or things like that could cause cravings, hyperpalatable foods, because we're, we're not going to be consuming it. Right. That's obviously pretty easy, but I want to dive even a little bit deeper into specific foods that I really like to use, uh, foods kind of as medicine, uh, in terms of rele- uh, reducing overall toxic burden, helping to support your body if we are exposed to certain things, i.e. if air quality is bad or if you're traveling or if you're in a situation where maybe there's not as much that you can control, everybody is exposed to things a little bit differently. Um, but in terms of foods that I really like to incorporate and I like to add in, I really like anything that's really antioxidant rich. So huge fan, especially now of strawberries, blueberries, all of those really nice low glycemic, uh, which is a huge plus too, but nutrient packed seasonal fruits. 
it's a it's a bonus if you can get them pesticide free, uh, whether they're organic or not, as long as they're not sprayed. That's great. And a huge tip for you too is uh, washing your berries. I just experimented with a new little mixture of, I didn't measure, I measured with my heart, but it was filtered water, a little bit, I'd say maybe like a cup or two of vinegar and some salt. And I let it sit and then I uh, and then I let it dry, let the strawberries dry. It worked amazing. So try that out. Let me know if you find anything fun. Cause through that recipe, I have seen some very interesting things come out of some people's produce. I haven't experienced that yet. So that makes me feel good, but that's not to say that I don't think that those things could be there. So again, so it's two for one. We're increasing our anti antioxidant rich foods, stocking up on blueberries, strawberries, raspberries will be in season, blackberries, all those are really great polyphenol rich berries because they are loaded with antioxidants, polyphenols. So they help combat oxidative stress. Blueberries specifically are very anti-inflammatory. So, and then we can rinse them with that vinegar, salt, and filtered water mixture, or we could soak them and then rinse them to just minimize any residue that could be on it. You don't know, even if it's organic, you don't know whose hands are touching it or what bugs might be on it. And specifically when the air quality was bad here in the Northeast, uh, I was really diligent about even giving them to Tala. She, she loves blueberries. She likes strawberries. I just make sure I put them in her food just for an added bonus. So we want to add more of those foods in, um, other foods that we can focus on certain cruciferous foods can be really good for supporting glutathione and supporting healthy detoxification with that. Just keep in mind that sometimes cruciferous don't digest well with everybody. And sometimes within that category, there's definitely certain ones that people do better with than others. So the cruciferous categories, any of the brassica family, the cauliflower, broccoli, um, Brussels sprouts, all of those types of things. I've been really gravitating towards arugula lately because arugula is super nice. It's got like that bitter taste to it. So it's a much easier leafy green to be able to digest. Uh, it's really great for bioflow, liver flow. Um, and, and like, because it's bitter, it, it is so much easier for the body to be able to digest, but it, it has a little bit of that sulfur component in there as well, which is really great for supporting detoxification, uh, obviously incorporating liver liver is one of my favorite foods ever. And so it's something I incorporate all the time is kind of a multivitamin, whether I'm eating it or taking a desiccated form, but because it has vitamin A, zinc, selenium, B vitamins, all those different types of things that does in turn, support your body's next natural detoxification. Vitamin C is really great too. So vitamin C can be found in a lot of those fruits that I mentioned. Vitamin C is also really high in things like bell peppers. Um, Brussels sprouts can be high in vitamin C. Um, I don't think coconut water, coconut, I, I'm trying to think of, um, cause I've been doing a lot of coconut water recently, but that's kind of more like the potassium side, the electrolyte side, not as much natural, uh, necessarily vitamin C, but vitamin C is obviously would be under that kind of antioxidant category that really helps your body process toxic burden more efficiently. So, um, reduce adding in all of those different types of things, is, is amazing for reducing that. And then obviously the more that you are shopping the perimeter of the grocery store, less that you are getting through the middle aisles, or if you are going through the middle aisles, really just making sure you're reading those ingredient labels to make sure you're not getting as many of those additives in your foods that maybe can contribute to 
some of the, some of the burden that we're trying to kind of avoid and, and take off. But I really love utilizing those certain functional foods. I love green tea, uh, green tea, hibiscus tea. It actually is a really great source of vitamin C as well. I love hibiscus, green tea, matcha, very, very high in antioxidants, very high in polyphenols, really, really great for, um, supporting free radicals. So that's a really great way to support that, uh, oxidative damage as well. Uh, burdock root or dandelion are some of my go-tos in terms of supporting liver function and really helping gentle detoxification of the body, whether you are just kind of looking for maintenance support, or maybe you even are just looking to, kind of start getting that system working a little bit better. If you've been exposed to something, those are some of my favorite herbs. Dandelion is also really high in B vitamins as well. So it can really help if you're struggling with energy, but those are some of my really quick and easy go-to functional foods for helping to kind of reduce that toxic burden. Another way that we can really reduce toxic burden is by sweating. So the important thing with sweating is you just want to make sure that we are rehydrating and remineralizing. I just made a post on Instagram. Well, when you're listening to this, probably a few weeks ago about how proper hydration is with water and minerals. We need minerals to properly absorb water at the cellular level. And when we sweat, it becomes even more important that we need minerals because we're not just sweating out water. We're sweating out water and minerals. So you need both when you're sweating but we need to sweat. So it's, that's why kind of these two in my mind go hand in hand, but sweating, I think about so many people who struggle with it, including myself that used to struggle. I know it's been abnormally hot here in Western New York this week. It's been like nineties. I wake up and it's in the garage is like 80% humidity. It's been really hot. And so for me, I'm it's, I'm sweating, just going for a walk around my neighborhood, which I don't always do. It depends on how hot it is. Um, but uh, when I was younger, I really only would sweat when I was doing like lots of running with soccer or really kind of heavy intensity things. I wouldn't just sweat just sitting out in the sun when it's 80 so degrees, but now I do that. Um, it's not excessive. It's not hyperhidrosis. It's not over sweating, but it is nice to the point where like I, I can sweat quite easily now. Um, and it's a huge way that we can get rid of things. And before I almost didn't feel good when I would sweat a lot because I probably was getting rid of a lot of things that my body was harboring when I first started sweating. So sweating is amazing. You can do like a hot Epsom salt bath. You can do, um, just like I said, sometimes just sitting out in the sun, if it's hot enough, will definitely make me sweat getting in, getting your heart rate up through a workout or a walk or hiking, all great ways to be able to perspire and really sweat and just make sure that you are ideally using filtered water and minerals. And so you don't have to order trace mineral drops um, unless you're using distilled or reverse osmosis water, then you absolutely need to. But if you're just using regular spring water or whatever, um, or even Berkey, you don't need to remineralize, but if you are sweating a lot, it's a, you do want to make sure you are replacing those electrolytes. Um, so sometimes I'll just use a pinch of high quality salt, just a tiny pinch and some water. Um, there are really great trace mineral drops out there. I have a post on my Instagram. You can check out for just different ideas on if you are looking to incorporate things like those, but you definitely have options. So Next, we can go to, let's see, in terms of reducing toxic burden, we talked about nutritional, we talked about sweating, we talked about hydration, because with sweating, you obviously need to hydrate, but hydrating is a really great way we can constantly make sure that our body's getting rid of what it doesn't need to, because obviously through 
urine and stool, that's a huge way that we can release those things too. So bowel movements would definitely be a huge component of that because I think of how many people I work with who they don't have regular bowel movements. They don't have one to three bowel movements every day. So if you're not having one to three movements every day, I would consider that some form of constipation. So that's, that's critical. Um, and for urine, most people generally don't have an issue with that, but sometimes people are overhydrated. Sometimes people are underhydrated. It's, you really want your urine to look like a pale yellow color. You don't want it to be totally clear and you don't want it to look like apple juice. It's, it's gotta be kind of somewhere in that middle. And then for bowel movements, you want your bowel movement to be about the size of a banana, um, but about the length of your forearm throughout the day. So that doesn't have to be one movement that can be cumulative throughout the day. That should be about how much you are releasing, but it's also going to depend on how much fiber you're eating. If you're eating, you know, more plant fiber, more things like chia seeds and things that are really like fiber dense versus if you're mainly just getting fiber from things like fruits, your bowel movements are going to be a little different. So don't take that quota of stool completely verbatim is just kind of a reference point, but you definitely want it to be fully formed, easy to pass one to three movements a day. That's a huge way that we're getting rid of excessive hormones because our liver is doing a really hard job of taking, taking toxins, making them water soluble, making them water soluble, kind of deactivating them and then pushing them through the stool. So it's both the liver and the colon are very much so working together. And I think the liver gets a lot of hype around detoxification because it really is doing the dirty work of making them, um, kind of packaging them away so that they can be excreted. But the bowel is, is, is ultimately doing that work. So if the bowel is not getting things out, then the liver's got to work double time. And because when we don't get rid of things, they continue to recirculate. So healthy poops are essential to reducing toxic burden. And then when we look at our household, we can really do a lot of simple things in terms of increasing the air quality in your home by adding more plants. So I pretty much have a plant in every single room. I love them. I think that they are the best decoration. I'm a crazy plant lady. I haven't gotten a new one in a while, but I, I I love having plants. If you've ever been on a call with me, I have plants in my office behind me and it's like crazy. They're they've grown so much since moving into this house. We have definitely plants in the bedroom because that's where we spend a lot of time. So that's a really simple way that you can increase air quality just through be able to get kind of home decor. It's kind of a two for one, obviously being able to minimize the amount of chemicals that are coming from your cleaning supplies, laundry, um, and personal care. Cause hairsprays, colognes, all those different types of things, even though you might not, you might be using them once or twice a day, they still linger in the air. Uh, and for cleaning supplies, obviously we want to be careful, especially for people who are prone to asthma and already have some upper respiratory issues. It's, it's really important to kind of clear those up and a good swap that I like to use. If you're not maybe ready to switch to something like branch basics, or that's one of my favorite brands. Um, you can, just start using vinegar. I mean, vinegar, hydrogen peroxide, those are really, really inexpensive and effective cleaning supplies are actually probably less expensive than traditional cleaners. So being able to use those more is, is going to drastically improve your indoor air quality, being able to obviously minimize artificial fragrances. A lot of those things that we've talked about previously on the podcast, and I really wanted to focus more on like what we can add in versus what you need to now go throw out. I don't want to focus on that as much, but 
I did want to just kind of offer that if you are maybe struggling to find some cleaning supplies that work in your budget, vinegar, hydrogen, and peroxide, not necessarily together, but like those are two really great cleaning supplies that, that I use regularly. And, um, sometimes I'll add like some orange or lemon essential oil to it to kind of give it a little bit more fresh of a fragrance, give it a little bit more antimicrobial properties, but it's, it really can be a super effective way to just improve the overall toxic load inside your home, which is great. If you are looking to kind of level things up, you obviously can invest in something like an air purifier. Air doctor is the one that I use and we love we actually, I don't know if you guys can hear it, but I have some contractors, uh, across the hall in our, ma- uh, in our master bathroom, we're doing a reno and thank God I have the air doctor in there because with all of the just debris and stuff that's coming, cause the tub and everything was ripped out. Like there's going to be new floors, there's paint, like there's all these different types of things. And so it's really nice. I'm very glad that we have that, um, to clean up that air. Uh, but even if I didn't, something that you can do to just improve your indoor air quality and lower toxic burden is to vacuum and dust frequently because so many environmental chemicals can hide in dust particles. So I'm in there vacuuming every single day when they're done and same thing, kind of like wherever they're walking throughout the house, like up and down the stairs, um, just because stuff gets tracked in. And usually we never do shoes in our house. Cause that's a huge way that you can just reduce your toxic load of literally do not wear the shoes that you're wearing outside in your home. Don't do it. Um, but obviously contractors and stuff, you know, they might be bringing stuff in. So I'm just a little bit more diligent about cleaning. So essentially to lower your toxic burden, you can be a type A cleaning freak like me and you can vacuum and dust and all of those different types of things. Cause that's a huge way that you can improve your indoor air quality as well. And just lower that overall burden throughout your household, which is, which is great. And you know, it, it, I, I think the air filters are great. All these different types of like cool things are, are great, but there's so many things that you can do. That's just low budget things that you're maybe already doing, but you can just be a little bit more diligent about and really improve the the overall indoor and their indoor air quality, getting air, air movement, air circulation, um, opening the windows when the air quality in the, the temperature allow, it's been so hot here that even when the air quality got better, I couldn't open up the windows. So I'm really hoping we get a little break in the humidity so that we can let some fresh air in, but that's generally a huge way that I just kind of love to like really freshen up the house and improve the air quality there a little bit. But in terms of just toxic load on your body, um, both where you live and what you're putting in your body can have a huge impact on that. So I did want to make sure that we touched on all those things today. Of course, we can do all of the different detox practices that I talk all about, the castor oil packs, the dry brushing, but you know, the sweating, the eating functional foods, the using herbs like dandelion, burdock, green tea, all those different types of things to your advantage can, can really go a long way. And I really wanted to make this kind of like a free, cheap or easy type podcast that you could take. Of course, you know, I share a lot about all the different fun tools that if you're receptive to that, and if you want to, those are available, but there are so many different things that both in your household and nutritionally that you can do to start lowering that toxic burden for yourself. So if you would like more on this topic, please let me know, share this to your story, make sure to tag me and then share this with someone who could use this information and could benefit from it. And like I said, if this is something you want me to continue talking about or build upon this episode, please feel free to let me know, but thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you have a great week and we'll see you next time time.